0: Hello, everybody. I'm here with John from Conrad's Crabs. John, are you with me? Yes, sir. Thanks for joining me, John. Appreciate it. No problem. So, tell us about you and what you do.
1: So, my name is John Ecker I'm with uh, Conrad's Seafood, Conrad's Crabs and Seafood Market. Um, business partners with Tony and Andrea Conrad. Um, and there's a couple other partners involved with other locations, but, um, but yeah, pretty much what we do, we sell seafood. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's, it's more than just seafood. I mean, for us, um, you know, it's, uh, we, uh, have our own crab boat. Tony Conrad is out there actually right now catching crabs. Um, he does that all season long and in the winter time he catches fish, local fish that we bring to market. Um, so, it's a lot more involved than just saying we sell seafood. Um, you know, we, um, we have retail sales, we do catering, we do shipping, um, we do wholesaling. Um, you know, we buy all our product um, seafood wise direct, you know, from the source, um, whether that's in, you know, Key West, North Carolina, New York, Boston, et cetera. Um, we don't buy from other wholesalers. We, you know, we buy from a more direct source, whether it's the fishermen themselves or the next direct source. So um, and then we um, distribute that across all our locations. So it's a lot of uh, moving parts every day. So it's, uh, it's a challenge, a lot of communication. But, um, hey, it works been yeah. for 15 years in four locations. Maybe it's five. I don't know anymore. But um, <laughs> it's it's a lot of moving parts. And, you know, the whole goal is to bring the freshest seafood to. You know, the public and you know our mainstay is crabs, steam crabs. So, right, um, we've won Baltimore's best crabs um, through various outlets for the last nine years in a row. So, um, that's our mainstay, the steam crab. So,
0: right, right. Now, they're your crabs are local, right?
1: uh, Yes, right now they're still all local. The season ends in about really four weeks um, locally. Um, but right now, 100 percent, 95 to 100 percent of our crabs are all Maryland crabs. Um, and we great. buy from, like I said, Tony Conrad and we buy from, you know, we can't just do it with our one boat. You know, we buy from good Lord. I don't even know anymore. 20, 25 crabbers. Um, at this point, um, we pick a lot of the guys crabs up every day. We buy everything, right. bring it back to our markets to sell. So,
0: That's great. So that was my next question. I was going to ask. So, you're you're at the Bel Air location, right? Ah, uh, right,
1: right now. I'm yes, I'm at the Bel Air location at the moment. Um, I run in, back and forth between the Parkville market and the Bel Air market. Um, yeah. Parkville market's main, quote unquote, headquarters or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, for all the moving parts. But um, you know, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm between both the Parkville and Bel Air. Um, gotcha. Both both a lot of moving parts. Bel Air's a an up and coming, uh, project. We, uh, looking to grow, you know, and, um, uh, uh, repeat what we've done down at Parkville and it's certainly possible.
0: <laughs> awesome. That's great. So why did you decide to be a business owner? What, what gave you that? that I mean, fire? me
1: specifically, um, I've just been here a long time for 15, 16 years, um, yes. with Tony and Andrea, um, you know, pretty much one year after the beginning, I've been here since 2008 um, and, you know, have seen from 20 employees to, I think we're at 265 between all four locations. So I mean, to see that growth, to see the processes and the struggles and, you know, everything in between. um, Yeah. It's, 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 it's rare to be able to do that, especially at, you know, my age. Um, So, um, you know, personally, I just, you know, uh, enjoy it. I work seven days a week. And I enjoy it. Not a, not a lot of people can say that, but, um, but that's me. But, I mean, as far as Tony and Andrea's motivation to do all this, um, Tony, you know, uh, he was a waterman, you know, prior to having Conrad's, um, you know, the market, Parkville market. Um, he would go out, catch crabs on the weekends, some you know, towards the end of the week and sell them to other crab houses or restaurants, et cetera. And at some point, you know, Tony and Andrea got the opportunity to open up their own market and, um, you know, bring the crabs to the public and the fish to the public. So right. that was the whole motivation 15, 16, I don't know how many years it's been, 15, 16 years ago. Um, that was the whole motivation and it's flourished into uh, quite, the, uh, the end, quite the business enterprise, let's put it that way.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So um, what are some of the challenges that you face right now? Um, Some of the challenges? Oh, man. Um, You know, everybody talks about it, pricing. Um, It's becoming lesser of a concern, you know, with every passing month. You know, things are starting to correct themselves a little bit, you know, back in the lower direction as far as prices. But um, for a very long while, you know, Darn near two years plus. Um, I mean, the pricing on everything just got way out of control, um, and that's with everything. You know, you've seen in this economy, it's gotten out of control with you know things as simple as paper bags that we use. I mean, they're right. 300% higher than they used to be. I know that sounds real dumb, but you know, it it adds up. And then you take that, you know, culminate that with paper bags, paper, you know, um, plastic bags. You know, everything we use on the boat from the, you know, the little, the, the crab pots. I mean, everything's uh-huh. gotten exponentially more expensive over the last two years, so.
0: Yeah, and you know, that's, that's interesting that you mentioned that because people don't realize, you know, especially in my industry, you know, when we're looking for, you know, everything that we look for, it's interesting that people don't realize wasting paper cost the company a lot of money over the months
1: you know yeah i mean and, and you know it might sound stupid but it, it's not it's and you know take that with anything plastic containers we had to go from foam to plastic containers um i mean those things are i mean huh, yeah i mean ridiculously high they're like 500 percent more than the other containers we used to cook you know you know had you know we used to use so uh, one small example um from paper goods to the physical fish that we're buying. I mean, you have fuel prices on the boats, diesel p- fuel on shrimp boats, you know, fish boats that are, you know, through the roof. Um, and all that gets passed down, you know, one way or another. So right, that's been the biggest struggle. Um, and probably for most of the businesses out there, <laughs> that's the biggest struggle. I know people talk about labor issues. Um, I would say we have lesser of an issue with that. I mean, we have a solid team. Um, and we do a really good job of, you know, keeping people around, um, you know, my main motivation in doing all this, obviously, you know, you'll want to make money and everything, but, um, you know, selling seafood is important. Um, you know, it's fun. Um, you don't wake up every day and say, Hey, I love selling seafood, then, <laughs> you know, um, you're in the wrong place, but, um, you know, doing that's fun, but, you know, also providing an environment or creating a environment. Employees have a space to grow personally, you know, within the company um, and also, you know, learning skills. Um, We've done a very, very good job of that, you know, even prior to COVID. Um, You know, and our staff and employees do a heck of a job. (laughs) Yeah. You know, everybody always says that. Um, How do you, you know, how do you get such good employees? I mean, it's really about treating them well and creating an environment for them to grow. That's really, really the two keys right there. So, um, so yeah, um, we, you know, we don't have a problem with that, but you know, right. right. The pricing, that was a struggle. Um, the pricing of things. I mean, we didn't want to charge what we, you know, had to charge for some of these products, but. Ooh. Um, I, it was necessary. (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That's what, um, on my side
0: that's what I see a lot of we're we're helping other restaurants with you know the employee engagement part so it sounds like you got that under control that's great because that's what we hear a lot of in a lot of my interviews that seems to be a a bigger problem is you know getting people to show up and work and how to keep them and that's that's what we work on you know is let's let's people and get them to like their job and incentivize them to really do it, you
1: know? Right. And it's, it's, it's not, um, you know, unfortunately there's, you know, through the power of TikTok and Instagram and everything else you see out there, you know, people think, and this is long before that too, but people think you just open a business and the money starts flowing. It doesn't work (laughs) that way. Um, It never has worked that way. It never will work that way. Um, you know, that is so true. <laughs> so, um, you know, being engaged with the team, the staff, you know, on a daily basis is you know important um, to to foster that type of environment to where yeah. people want to show up to work. I mean, definitely, don't definitely Chick-fil-A critical. Chick is yeah. a great example, but Chick fil A is one of those good examples. Um, yeah, know.
0: you know, I'm glad you mentioned Chick fil A because the last few times I've made a visit. It seems like they may have changed their business model a little bit because it's not as as good as I thought they were prior to this right. great resignation, you know, and this great quiet quitting that we're going through right now.
1: Right. I mean, I was shocked. It yeah. Could, it could be because, you know, I mean, I didn't even know what Chick-fil-A was 10 years ago. There was probably, I think, one in the White Marsh Mall, maybe. I don't remember. Um, I remember as a kid, there was always a place that was busy. <laughs> in the yeah, home. right. <laughs> but now he got one on every dag on block. I mean, right. it, um, It's incredible. So I mean, you know, some of it's probably growth related, and that you know, you don't want to grow too fast and you know lose lose that um, that touch that you've had for many years. But hey, it's right, right. That's how some businesses work. <laughs> right. Exactly. So that's my uh, my
0: next question. I was going to ask this. You know, how has the pandemic changed your guy's business model,
1: if at all? Honestly, uh, <laughs> um, you know, for the market side and even the restaurants, um social media, um, we were always the best at. Um <laughs> we were probably one of the forerunners. I mean, not the not the not the gloat about it, but we were probably one of the front runners on um you know, doing social media, Facebook and Instagram prior to COVID even happening. Mm -hmm. Um, So when COVID did happen, those social media pages and engagement and all that fun stuff that we already had in place that we were already using exploded to a whole nother level. Um, uh, It's hard to describe what happened during 2020. It was insane. Um, You know, on the market side, um, you know, we were very fortunate and blessed every single day. Um, we got destroyed every single day. Busy as anything. Every single day for, I mean, eight months. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, all those things that we had in place prior were already working. They pushed us to a, a different, um, different dimension, you know, while other places were shutting down. Yeah. Not making it, um, you know, and... And honestly, I thought, you know, I think that it, 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 it made us see what's possible um, past what we thought was possible. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah, uh, that's, that's one of the things that I want to mention. Oh, kudos to you guys, because, you know, as I'm going through, you know, scheduling interviews, I'm looking at all of these past, you know, prospects I had are just out of business. Right. You know, and it's it saddens my heart because, you know, the restaurant industry is near and dear to my heart. I love the restaurant industry. Right. And I do everything I can to help and, you know, promote and, you know, try to really do what I can. And it's sad to see all those restaurants that closed. And there's a few that are coming back and opening up and there's some new ones coming around. But, you know, you guys hung in there, man. It's that's awesome.
1: Right. I mean, i I mean, you know, it was a little bit of a challenge for our restaurants. The restaurants we had um you know, we like I said, we had online ordering already in place for four years prior to COVID, three years prior to COVID for all the locations. So I mean, you know, the restaurants obviously couldn't have people inside, but you know, essentially what we did, we all sat in a meeting for one day, determined what was going on, you know, what we were gonna do, closed for one day, pivoted and ran carry out, you know, through just like we do for the market. So um, you know. One of the best things I think, you know, that came out of all this was honestly for the restaurant side, um, you know, looking more intently at the numbers, you know, even even today, looking more intently at the numbers and food costs and things like that, um, you know, and and really putting the pencil down and, (laughs) um, you know, getting more detailed with things, Um, the numbers. Um, so that, you know, those, those are the good things that came out of it. More, more reporting and tracking and things like that. I'm, um, you know, a lot of businesses just, like I said, they open, they go with the flow. Maybe they operate just for the sake of weekends and holidays. It doesn't work that way. Um, it's, you know, it's gotta be a 52 week a year business. Um, uh-huh. seven days a week. So, <laughs> Yeah. you know, you gotta figure out what works, what doesn't work and, you know, and, and keep pushing forward with it. But uh you know, right. overall COVID um was a good uh good measure for us of what we're capable capable of um you know and uh yeah. for the good um, Yep. you know it's it's been incredible since you know COVID you know we've you know had meetings, we've done different things, we've created a loyalty program um you know for our customers that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. We're just taking steps further, furthering our social media, you know, furthering our online ordering, things like that. So, it's been, um, it's been eye opening. <laughs> would be the yeah, word yeah. for it. Um, <laughs> COVID was eye opening. You would go home every day, you know, you would work. I mean, I don't, uh, I feel like I worked every day during COVID for eight months. But, you know, you go home every day, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours a day, I and mean, being man, did that just happen? And you do it every day, and you just like you're, you're dumbfounded. Um, I mean, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, like some people won out of it, some people lost. And, you know, luckily on our end, you know, through the processes, measures, social media, all the things that we do, you know, we came out on top of that. So, um, yeah, I think
0: um, I think a good point you made there is, you know, if really listen to what you say, you cared about your restaurants and your employees. Right. And you did what you had to do. Right to sustain through covid like so many other businesses did but the ones who didn't take it serious they didn't
1: make it right i mean some people didn't even try i was (laughs) i mean some surprising places i'm not naming names but um you would drive by or see their social media it's like wow they're closed what are they doing like yeah kidding me i mean and you know it's no secret i mean part of this inflation uh you know there was a lot of money out there in the system um just, you know, being into people's pockets, you know, checking accounts, whatever, um, you know, to keep the economy flowing and, you know, people were spending it and, um, <laughs> uh, you know, to see that with some businesses was quite surprising, but um, yeah, I mean, you definitely had the care and you definitely had to go with the right attitude on it, you know? Um,
0: yeah, I think that's key. I think just their heart just
1: wasn't in it, you know, and right.
0: And- and that's OK. You know, maybe they're moving on to something else bigger and better right. for
1: them, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, okay. the restaurants um, I mean, we employed a lot of people, at the restaurants, you know, obviously we couldn't employ the entire staff, you know, the way we had done in the past. But I mean, in the markets, I mean, <laughs> we needed help. Um, I mean, we were helping um, 1,300, 1,200 people a day at our Parkville market. Um, Wow, that's a lot. absolute insanity. And it was seven days a week. It wasn't just weekends. It was, we had a line out the door at eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning, Monday through Sunday, every single day. Um, And we employed, you know, close to 10 to 14 of the restaurant employees, you know, down at Parkville, whether it was making bags or making butters or something. Um, Right. We had a task for everybody. It was insanity. So right
0: now, was Parkville the only location that you kept open through COVID, or no, all? Open? No,
1: all four were open. Um, so Parkville is the original location. Um, been open for 15 years since 2007. Um, so I guess going on 16. Um, 15 years. We have the Bel Air Market, um, which is a bigger version of Parkville up here in Hartford County, um, and then we have two restaurants: Perry Hall and uh, Abingdon one in Baltimore County, one in Hartford County. So
0: right.
1: kept them all open. Like I said, the restaurants went to carry-out style. Um, we created a carry-out menu, did carry-out crabs, had the online ordering, just like the markets, you know, just closed and reset. So right. that's how that worked. And then, you know, as far as the markets go, you know, um, it got out of control. <laughs> it got out of control. <laughs> it went out of hand. There were there were days, <laughs> days you, know, you know, and like I said, from being – there for such a long time, fifteen years. Um, you know, seeing how we used to be, you know, as a company and business-wise, it was, it was, it was a sight to see. I mean, there was a day, and Tony would remember this. There was a day. I think it was April twenty-sixth. I can't remember the exact day. It was a Saturday, and it. I just lost all control of what was going on. I mean, the line of people. There were. 400 300 people in line went down Mm -hmm. the street um you know anybody's familiar with the parkville market it went down to where the old casey's used to be Mm -hmm. Uh, people line i mean it was out of control i had the cops out there um you know (laughs) trying to direct traffic and i just called Tony. i said tony i need your help i need to go in and get this done i need you to come down here and just stand here and just be a presence and then also see this (laughs) you know yeah something to remember in the back of your head is something to remember so that's great yeah again um you know uh like that but I mean it was it was definitely something to remember
0: (laughs) right yeah I got a picture of um Box Hill Pizza where they have a line going in both directions across the parking lot. Right. And everybody's out there with masks on and gloves and I'm like
1: man look at this this is crazy. Uh This is
0: something we've never seen before you know Uh it's it's amazing.
1: And you, and you woke up every day and it's like, How long can this last? You know, you're two weeks into it, seeing it, and you're like, Okay, it'll be over next week. Nope, nope, it just got bigger and, and bigger. Bigger and bigger. No <laughs> oh. there was no end to it. Um yep. you know, for, for darn near seven months it was every single day, seven days a week. Just lines up to the top of that parking lot and you know Yeah, incredible. well,
0: that's you know, that's because 'cause you're one of the, the good success stories that come out of that because you know, a lot of times you know, we hear those stories of you know they struggled and right, you know the money wasn't there. But I'm 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 glad you guys made it, and you know I can't wait to visit all your locations and and try all your food. Sure, I've, I've been to the Perry Hall location several years ago, and had a good experience. I had crabs and shrimp. Good. it was good. It was good. You know, but I can't wait to hit all your locations now and. I'll come
1: up one day, and I'll show you around.
0: There <laughs> you go. Now you're at the. Which location are you at? What's the address?
1: Uh, I'm at 1207 Baltimore Pike, um, Bel Air, Maryland. So, okay. uh, right across from uh, what's this called? Bob Bell Chevy um, over here, and it's technically Bel Air. It's kind of the false scenario, but um, it's a huge market. Um, we got everything. So,
0: gotcha. All right, I'll have to come in and check you guys out down there and. See how your location is. There you go. Awesome. Anything else you want
1: to add? That's that's it. I think I think we awesome. covered cases. Steam. Yeah. Come get your steam crabs. How He's about the crab, crab
0: cake? I need a crab <laughs> cake, man. I need a crab cake. It's been a while. We have the crab cakes too. We <laughs> all
1: Maryland crab meat. We're one of the very. Uh, I forgot to mention that. We're one of the very few. Uh, um, they started this program back in 2012, and it's um, it's called the Maryland True Blue Program. Um, and it's a state, um, it's it's regulated by the, I think it's Department of Agriculture now, I don't remember, but, uh, yeah, they, you know, would they certify that we use 100% Maryland crab meat um, in our crab cakes, and Mm -hmm. everybody has a crab cake, but what's Maryland and what's not? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, you know, we're one of the very few here in Hartford and Baltimore County that actually use Maryland crab meat, so, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, got crab cakes, we got Baltimore or Maryland steam crabs all the way up until December 1st. And then it'll transition into some Louisiana crab, but um, we still have the crabs come and get right. them. <laughs> That's great.
0: Yeah. I think I'm going to have to do that. Well, John, I appreciate your time. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day to, to speak with you. I know you're busy over there. I can hear it in the background. <laughs> all good. All good. <laughs> appreciate great. you enjoy your day, man. And I'll, I'll look forward to meeting you soon.
1: All right. I appreciate it, right. sir.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you. Take care, John.